By embracing their natural strengths, women advisors are upending the status quo and challenging the financial industry with a more authentic approach to doing business. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, where we empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder of Femex Advisor, inspires and empowers women to leverage their natural strengths, creating more energy, passion, and success. Follow along for female-driven, inspirational, and motivational strategies for you to create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Well, welcome everybody to today's Femex Advisor podcast. I'm Adri Miller-Heckman, founder of FemexAdvisor.com, where women advisors fearlessly embrace their authentic self. My guest today is the epitome of a strong woman, and you will understand what I mean when she shares her story. You see, Susan Washburn is a former Femex advisor and just became a partner with the firm ProVice Management Group. Susan, I want to welcome you to the call today. Thank you. It's great to see you again. Yeah, Susan and I work together. She's a Femex advisor, but you know, we all go through life's challenges and and some challenges come in spurts and others come all together. But through it all, did you ever think this is where you would end up? Never, never did I think I would end up where I am today. So it's been a journey. And that's where we want to talk about because you know, I talk about you're one of the strongest women. You've dealt with some big issues. So you came from a family of wealth advisors, correct? I did. Yes. My father and brother, I worked with them in the wealth industry for about a decade of my life. I um, learned the business from the bottom up. I earned something called my certified, I'm a CFP. So I spent some time educating myself to be a financial planner and to better work with people. So I really kind of went along that pattern. And at about the time that my youngest child went off to Vanderbilt, I realized that family businesses are sometimes um, tricky. Messy. (laughs) Messy, tricky. And that to find my authentic self, to find who I was and what I could do in this industry. Because even back then, I felt the tinge of we needed to work with women better. I I felt it personally. I saw it in the industry. And probably the cleanest, easiest way to do that was, I thought that was going to be the easiest way was to start over. And that was more of a challenge than I ever envisioned, but it was one of the best leaps I ever made So let's go back a little further. You grew up or you got married and you lived in New Orleans. Orleans. In New Orleans, I was living. um, You helped me when I was with the Femex. So take them through the Katrina. Uh, Right. So I always tell people now that up to age 30, I lived this very charmed life because I had a thriving career in the legal world. I had a beautiful home in New Orleans. I had started my family. So I was married and had um, starting to have children. Now go back to the legal world. 
How did you get in the legal industry? I think I got into the legal industry because I had no idea what to do as an English major coming out of college. I was like, wow, I'm not really good with numbers, am I? (laughs) And here I am today with numbers and wealth. But I was like, I'm not sure what to do. And I was either going to go to Georgetown and do writing or I was going to go to law school. And um, the fear of God was put into me that I would starve as a writer. (laughs) So (laughs) I went to New Orleans and went to law school. And I met my husband there. I learned to love New Orleans. It was a great experience. It was a cultural experience. It was an educational experience. And I ended up never practicing law. Ironically, I took the, let's see, the Louisiana and the Rhode Island bar exams and passed them, but never practiced. But those skills have always been great for me thinking wise. And I'm probably a little too social to be in a book all the time and billing hours. Yeah, no. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. What's interesting is, Susan, you didn't know what you were going to do. And, you know, the fear of not having, not being able to pay your bills, not being able to pay rent, whatever. And that's what, and so you end up going into the legal industry, which kind of sparked an interest, right? Was that in, did you go there for, okay. And so when I came out of college, you know, I'm doing a number of things and I'm like, I'm not making enough money, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my, my uh, roommate had been a sales assistant. She was moving on to be an FA, a financial advisor, and her boss wanted to hire me. I couldn't do math either, Math was my worst subject, but I could talk to people and I could sell. And that's why he hired me. So we both ended up in careers that we never would have considered. No, never. If you had told me, I would have bet money against myself on that one. No, I would have never done it. So it was 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 unexpected. And that's where fear That's where fear is okay. Fear is a survival mechanism, not a growth mechanism. And what we want is that fear is only used for survival, not to advance your career. But it does, right? Okay. Started out that way. Yes. (laughs) So you're now an attorney. And what happened? Well, I took some time off to be out of the workplace. And interestingly, probably about a decade, I I had two sons, three years apart. And when the youngest was ready for kindergarten, I decided to go back to work. It was very difficult back in the Mm -hmm. 90s, early 2000s for a woman to take a decade out of the workplace and go back. It took me a year to find a job. And I took a job that was really an executive secretary almost um, with the federal government. With a law degree. Yes. No one would hire me. They felt because I had taken time out to raise kids that there must be something up with that. Right. I hope today that the workforce is a little more welcoming to working moms and stay at home moms. But that was what happened. And I got hired. I started my first week of work. It was hellacious. It was awful. And I had a a female boss that was in the interview. uh, I'm all about family, et cetera, et cetera. 
And the first day I tried to leave like at 5.02, she's like, well, I need you to wait. And my kids are in aftercare. And it was really very stressful. Very stressful. Very stressful. And so then that Thursday, Friday, I think we start hearing about this big hurricane called Katrina. (laughs) And so my husband at the time said, we got to leave. And I remember we were going to fly out of New Orleans, but they started canceling flights. So we put the kids in the car seats, took a few days worth of clothes, some insurance documents and drove out of town. And that event changed my life because Hurricane Katrina dumped eight feet of water into our home for two weeks. And I know we've just in Florida had one of the biggest Mm -hmm. hurricanes, I think in 500 years, Adri, is that right? I mean, well, I don't know about 500, but I know it's 30, but it could be historically. um, It Yeah, it dumped. It dumped. It just sits there and keeps dumping. And water is so destructive. And I never had any idea about that. I remember looking at pictures where I had a piano, a grand piano, and I thought the water would lift it up and lift it down. It lifts it up. It flips it over. It it moves it. And it's amazing. And this set of events led me to Florida because our home was gone. and Totally gone. Totally gone. And, and I, so is everybody else's. So it's not like you can go to work three no. blocks away. Exactly. Yeah. So you go to Florida and you settle in. Family helps, right? Right, right. I started, um, put my kids in school. I delegated financial affairs to my then husband who started working as he took the Florida bar, practiced. And then the second event of my life, that really defining moment um, was my divorce. Because here I was, I thought I was a pretty smart cookie, right? I went to law school, but I realized I'm alone, scared, and I have no financial knowledge. I mean, Remember, I wasn't the econ major. I wasn't the one paying the bills. I was raising the kids and getting them settled. So really to regain control of my world, I knew I had to personally take some stock of what was going on and really start investing and getting smarter about my own financial wellness. And that's where the journey went. Yeah, and you even, even though you had a family you know, as she said earlier, when you work for family, it's not always easy. The no. good thing is, even though it was not the best experience, you got that experience, right? No, and then it was time. It's almost like God has a plan. It's time to move on to the next level of your journey. Yes. And that's exactly how I looked at it. So I ended up coming going 165 miles to the other coast. And I mean, the other coast of Florida and they're different worlds. Uh, I know Adri, you looked at looking at the east side of Florida versus the west side. It's I'm in the Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete area. And I started all over again and I had no idea really what to expect. And it was, it ended up being such a fabulous move because there was such growth for me. I and I to. remember even when you were at the beginning of the coaching program, you wanted to focus on women, but you weren't getting the support from, right. from the partners, right? And you're a partner today, right? I That's am. huge. Yes. But you were not 
getting the support. And you just kept pushing. You kept presenting. You kept presenting. And they finally allowed you to do an event, but they wanted to organize it or something. Well, like the that. good news is, is one of the partners here is a woman. Um, and she, I, we interviewed you, Adri, when I was looking for a coach because she knew oh, yes. that I had this passion that I saw other, I see, I guess, myself and other women, you know, that are going through some sort of transition. And recently I actually signed up for another year long course to be, it's a, it's a, for people going through different transitions and it ties in so nicely to women that are going through divorce, yes. that are women that are widows, retirement, because so much of life is change and transition. And my partner, Nancy, and I interviewed you and we really felt that you could help me I had all of these what chaotic vibrations. How yeah. do I bring it all together? And you were able to say, "We, you need a message. You need to connect with people." And that's the thing I figured out in the industry by myself is that so much of what we do is about relationships and helping people and connecting with people. Yeah, and that's and why I changed the the compelling message and everything. It's like. It's it's scary. Wouldn't you say it's scary? Right. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And it's not an elevator script. It is your words based on your history, based on what's really important. But because the verbiage is so contrary to the world of penguins and the man's world, right? And they're much more direct and it's worked for them. And here you are trying to build a career and you're doing it different. Well, it's interesting. Last week I was, uh, I'm learning how to play golf. So I was, I was in the nine hole event and you know, women tend to chat, you know, we chat about everything, you know, except things, except money. Right. Yeah. So uh, one of the women says, now, what do you do? And, you know, sometimes the habit is because the industry says, oh, I'm in wealth management and everyone kind of shrugs. It sucks you goes, back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I I said to, I said, well, you know, I work, I specialize in helping women get smarter about money. And mm. wouldn't you know, by the end of those nine holes, she said, do you have a card? <gasps> and, it, you know, that's the kind of reaction. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't call. I played golf with her again today. But at some point she'll call because. Or. She's going to be having lunch with the ladies after golf and somebody will say, yeah, my husband died. I don't understand. Oh, Susan helps women get smart about money. So, but that, it took a lot. It's scary doing that for the first time. And I don't think that was your first time, but it stuck. You're not saying, well, I help women get smart about money because I do it this way, and I have the CFP and I'm getting the CDFA. Doesn't boring. Right. Boring. So it's just keeping it short and sweet and like you're not into yourself. Yes. Right. Well, I will tell you, you have come so far so far even in your confidence level right because all of these scary things you lose yourself you know you do i agree you have to 
I, I was talking to someone about how, I think we joked one time, I felt like I don't need to get any stronger. And I was listening to someone say, you know, I think what women do is we get really strong, but we really are agile. And I liked that because we learn to adapt. We learn to take our strength and take the next step. And hopefully we do it with some meaning yes. and intentionally. And, and I would say there's two paths that you take, You most women take through tragedy, right? And the path that I took through a bad divorce, and it was very, oh, and then I had three kids, blah, 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 blah. It was becoming a warrior. And I yes. lost a big part of the feminine side of my personality because it was survival. It was survival. And then years later, I'm coaching and I have my own coach, two women from Canada. And they said, I want you to write a letter to your warrior. You don't need that warrior anymore. You're coaching, got a great husband, you know. Now, the kids aren't always great, but you never. And I did. I wrote a, a letter to my warrior. And I said, you know, you were good to me when I was in survival. I said, but I got this now and I don't need you. And thank you, but you can go now. That was significant. And I will tell you from then on, every once in a while, I can feel that warrior pop up because I was so programmed. Just like when somebody says, what are you doing? You're like, I'm a fine. Yeah. Oh, wait, suck that back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just embedded in you. And so I changed. You know, and instead of fighting through, those are warrior terms, right? You flow, you persevere, you recognize the signs that happen when you're going through a horrific event, you know? True. And when you look, we had a uh, fascinating last night, Kay. Her name is Kay Lucas, and she and her husband, Blue Collar, built up an amazing business and sold it, and they're extremely wealthy. And she said, Adri, one time in my business, I was so overwhelmed. It was after a hurricane, maybe it was Katrina, and all these businesses went bankrupt. And she goes, we lost a million dollars. We had provided the service. They'd never paid a million dollars. And she said, one day I went walking on this dirt road. Nobody ever goes on it. And she said, and I'm praying to God, I don't know if I can handle this. And this huge, what, 18 wheeler comes down the dirt road. There's nothing at the end of this dirt road. And she looks at it. And on the side, it says, what did it say? K can. <laughs> and then it turned around and it came back and so ever since then when she struggles she goes okay can it was a sign but when you're a warrior when you're on adrenaline you can't see the signs because you're not trusting that this is part of my journey as horrible as it might feel this is part of my journey Right. We, our journeys, it's the, I think when we're young, we think we can control that journey. And as we age, we realize that 
we shit happens. <laughs> shit happens all the time. <laughs> and so it's how well we manage these things. And it's not about fighting or persevering. Like when your business is shifting because you're working on changing things, you have to look and you have to recognize the signs that where is this leading me? And look where it led you. No, I think when I came back from my Femex training, remember we had our first retreat. Oh, the retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Right before I think hurricane, and not hurricane, the, the next kind of hurricane, the pandemic, right? And I came back and I did my Savvy Women Invest on Purpose for my office. People just noticed all of a sudden I was different. They saw that I had a story. And that story, like I would tell people. Unbelievable. It, it took a while. You, you think it's an elevator speech. That must be just you zipped it right up there. But you had me do drafts after drafts oh. because you're getting closer. You're getting closer, but you're not there yet. And so I think that people felt that energy. They saw that the change was in the air. And it's a part of where I feel a passion. I I want more women to do, to be in this industry because it does, for me, part of the caregiving part of what I do is so important. I feel good at the end of the day when I help someone make a decision. And that's priceless to me. That And yes, and you know, women... You know, you know, the peacock story, you know, we as women are these beautiful peacocks and we've got our, we've got it all together. We look good. We walk good. We (laughs) articulate well. We, we can, you know, sell or, you know, in the old school. So we're hired into the land of penguins. And next thing you know, we lose the best parts of us, which make us really good at what we do. Instead, we're getting all these numbers. Oh, you're supposed to reach this number, this number. That doesn't drive us. It's lovely when we hit the numbers, but it's not our biggest motivation. And, you know, even uh, in two weeks, I'm doing a workshop for a firm who has so fully embraced the Femex model. And we're teaching- Oh, it's so cool. And we're really teaching a whole new way of, it's like kick the old business planning to the curb. It doesn't work for us. We've learned to adapt to it, but it's not our way. I think lots of times today I uh, had a client and lots of times, you know, we want to throw Excel worksheets. We want to throw e-money and it serves a purpose. But at the end of the meeting, I said, are you doing everything you want to do with your life? What aren't you doing that you want to do? Because oh, you can't. question. And that's really what the person's asking, aren't they? I mean, yes. is my lifestyle going to change? Am I going to run out of money? I'm, I'm at a certain age. And that was my question to her. Are you doing what you want to do? Everything you want to do. And I think it's important for us to be able to kind of take that emotional part or that oh that was fabulous you know there are two sides of money there's all of the technical stuff that the industry teaches us you know financial plans like i said e-money all of that stuff and if i need someone to push that all together i have a staff of people that are 10 times better at it than i am but i think it's so important to know that there's an emotional side of money and we need to really find out what's going on 
especially in women's minds, because we don't always bring it out. I think there's a lot of social taboos. I was taught you don't talk about money. It's just not something women do. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also not asking the right questions. We're not asking. So it's really interesting because, you know, Susan, the compelling message we we create, don't even think elevator script. There are, it is deep, right? And every word, like you talked about when you met with the partners and you presented, your confidence level was probably five to six points higher than it was. Yes. And every word in that message was you. You didn't copy it. You could have copied it. It would have sounded kind of like you, but it's not. And that's why being fearlessly authentic, that's what you did. That's what you did. No, and you helped me get there. And I wish that more women and even more men would really become authentic and in their message and why they're give. Oh yeah. Tell us why you're doing what you do and how you got there because it's a connection. And I, I think as women, we see connections in so many different ways, whether we talk about our children, whether we talk about our trips, whether we talk about our spirituality, we have so many topics to talk about and we connect. And, you know, it's really interesting because as I was saying, the compelling message is not just, it it provides you with a plethora of small little statements that you can plunk into conversations, right? Yes. Yes. And it changes the vocabulary. It changes the vocabulary. And then that message goes on your website. Yes. And it's now... Everything you're saying, it goes on your PowerPoint. You see it on the PowerPoint. They go to the website. But what I wanted to say is there are some women, they put it on their website. They don't have fancy websites. Edward Jones only lets them put text. They took their compelling message, wove in their story, why women. And Amanda said, Andrew, I have gotten four qualified prospects just because I put my bio with the compelling message in the story, they call in in the pre-call. I have so many questions that have nothing to do with money. They are excited to come in. Then when they come in, they say, nobody has asked us these questions because she talks about their lifestyle. She talks about the purpose for their money. She talks about that's such a great question. It's unbelievable when you do it the women's way, you're done. You don't have to sell what used to bug me about selling. And I know we're going over, but what used to bug me about selling, and I used to have to teach this, is overcoming objections. I hated that. If I say no, I mean no. You know, don't push me in that direction. In this regard, we ask so many questions, they're done. And the woman said, I have never asked, been asked these questions. We don't need to meet with anybody else. That's four times in like maybe four months. Do you remember, I remember um, after the training, there was a, a prospect that came in and 
it was an email and I gave her an open-ended question. What would you do with half a million dollars? Yeah. And that's all she, I said, just come in. And she said, I've been thinking about that all weekend. Yeah. And it got her thinking, you know, I wasn't asking her for spreadsheets. I wasn't asking her for budgets. I wasn't asking her for financial yep. statements. And if you do work with me, eventually we get to all of that. But it was figuring out who are you as a person? What is the purpose of your money? What does your lifestyle look like? All of those questions, open-ended questions that require you to give some really deep thought to, some intentional thinking. And you know, we're going to have to wrap this up, but I can tell you right now, Susan, you have owned it. You have owned it. We haven't coached for two years. Yeah, I'm going to come back though. You are still in it. You are still doing it. And it's become a part of your being. And I think it's built your confidence. Uh, you did a great job at building my confidence. I, well, it takes I, two of I, Well, you did. You were great at encouraging me. And it oh, was so okay. great to find someone who could hear my voice, which I think is that of many women in the industry, because it is still a yeah. predominantly male industry. Yes, yes, yes. Figuring well, out how to been, work. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you for being a guest on our podcast. Thank you. I'm Ladies, glad you're around in Naples. I'm going to come visit soon. I know. I know. So for those of you that are listening to this call, if you love it, share it. All right. Share the podcast. And if you want to learn more about what Susan experienced, you can always visit our website, femexadvisor.com. Have an amazing week. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor Podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.